This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Sky Blues Extra podcast sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. I'm David Moore and as usual I'm joined this evening by Tom Ward and Dean Atkinson. Football returned this weekend after the international break but it wasn't the most welcome returns for the Sky Blue fans. A 2-0 defeat at the hands to Brentford, a disappointing result albeit against another team that would be fancied this year in the division but Unfortunately, Sky Blues couldn't get some points at Brentford. Um, how did you see that one, Tom? And uh, that was a, an interesting game, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a bit of a disappointing result, isn't it, really? But uh, I guess, again, like we said, with the Bournemouth game, another one where we probably didn't expect to get much out of it. But it's just a bit disappointing to lose another game. And I suppose like we went from winning every week last season to now sort of you know struggling a little bit. But... Yeah, I guess that's just the life in the championship, really, isn't it? So part of me feels disappointed. Part of me feels like that's kind of what I expected anyway. So, you know, there are reasons to be positive. Yeah. And uh, good evening, Dean. Good to have you on again, mate. Good evening, chaps. Yeah, nice to nice to be back. Sorry about last week. Couldn't make it. But yeah, um, a, bit, um, a bit of a weird one for me. I, I, I kind of feel like as fans, we expect... We're expecting too much of the club mm, at the moment. I agree with you. I know, I know. Like we've come, we've come from League One, where okay, we were the the star attraction in that division. But are we expecting too much from the the team at the moment? Probably. And for for me, the fans are getting on the back way too early. Um, and we always knew it was going to be a struggle, didn't we? It's as simple as that. You know, we can't match the likes of Brentford. Um, so it was expected to. For me, that that result is just one of those. Yeah, exactly. And Tom, was it as one-sided as it perhaps felt in terms of shots and possession and 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 that? What was the sort of stats from from the game yesterday? 
Yeah, so the stats from yesterday, um, yeah, it did look quite sort of one-sided, really. Um, sort of 45% possession. Uh, we had 10 shots versus their 17. Six corners versus their eight. But interestingly, I think all of our corners came in the second half. So um, we didn't really get going until sort of after half time. Um, 50% shot accuracy versus their 35. 78% pass accuracy versus their 86. That tells a story. They're obviously very good passing side as we expected. Um, 413 passes versus their 520. And we had two key chances uh, in the game. So, yeah, I guess... Not as one-sided as some games we've had, but again, we you know we didn't have a huge amount of possession. We didn't have a huge number of um, chances compared to them. Yeah, and it was the crucial moments I think that obviously make the game and and people taking their chances. Dean, what did you make of the team selection by Mark Robbins? It was something we spoke about on Sky Blues Extra Live yesterday, and whether he got it right or wrong. How did you, how did you see that? Um, to be honest. Uh, I, when I saw the lineup, I was a bit confused about how we were going to set up to, to yeah. begin with. And then when the game started, I was just baffled, to be honest, completely baffled. We're going against a team who absolutely overrun the midfield and we only put two guys in there. And the emphasis is on O'Hare to link up the play between a forward line and, a, and the midfield. It just didn't make any sense putting two up front against a team who just o- overruns and dominates the midfield. We weren't sure, going to have yeah. it. The, the only thinking Robbins would have had there is, is, is Bakayoko an outball? Yes, he is to an extent, but his hold-up play for me isn't good enough. In the, it won't be good enough in the championship. Um, it wasn't good enough in League One for me. As a, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, have, if you need an outball, play Biamu because he can hold the ball up a lot better for me. Um, I would have switched to four at the back and had an extra man in midfield rather than play the two up front. There's going to be a time when we need to play two up front. Um, yeah. in this division, it was it was never really defensive it. enough, was it, midfield wise? No, definitely not. You got if you're playing Allen in the centre, he's very attack minded, isn't he? As a as a player, so you, you're basically leaving Sheaf there on his own, um, and we haven't really seen the defensive capabilities that Ben Sheaf has got so far um, in the in the matches he's played. Um, so yeah, I was just a little bit confused and a little bit baffled, and I think we got it completely wrong, to be honest. Yeah, and Tom, we really struggled to get a foot in the game, didn't we? We've done that quite a few times this season, but we just couldn't really get couldn't really get hold of the ball and and look to be sort of chasing early on. Yeah, exactly. It's something that we've noticed a lot in the last couple of games that we struggled to get the ball. We struggled to sort of play our triangles like we did a lot last season. Um, I thought they really controlled the game from the very start. We could barely even sort of clear it at times from the back. Um, so yeah, no, really, really difficult to get into the game and they had some early chances and probably could have been one or two up fairly early on. Marusi made some really key saves. I I, I thought he he probably kept us in the game early on. Um, and it seems something we talk about every week, Dean, but he he had another good game, didn't he? Albeit conceding, but he, he kept out probably more than, than it would have been. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Tony had that shot that wild shot from outside the box to begin with. And that was a decent save, but the one on the near post, I think was, was it from the resulting corner? Um, that was a really, really top save down, down low to his right-hand side. But yeah, I mean, we talk about it all the time. I think we don't have a, an issue with Morosi, the goalkeeper, do we? We have an issue with Morosi, the footballer sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, his shot stop in second to none. He commands his area. I don't really have any issues with that at all. Um, 
but he saved us more than once in this game and this season so far from from an absolute hiding. So, um, yeah, he, he played really well yesterday. And one of the things that we just can't do is obviously give the ball away and take, you know, keep invite that pressure onto onto the, the defence and onto the sky route. So it's something that we seem to do a lot, Tom, giving the ball away yesterday. Yeah, and like Sheaf as well, I think was, was the culprit really there. Um, he seemed to give the ball away a lot, like not under a huge amount of pressure as well. Um, just sort of simple passes that were going astray, which is very frustrating. There were times when, I think there was one when, I think it might have been that um, that Tony effort actually where he tried to sort of dink it out yeah. to the wing. Yeah, yes. And, yeah. you know, what, what, why are we doing that there? Like either clear so, it Tony or... wasn't needed actually, was it? It was a it, it was odd because it, he wasn't really under pressure. He'd actually, yeah. the hard work had been done. At, mm. uh, we, we, he'd sort of got himself out of the, the thing and then he sort of tried to dink it, I think. Yeah, like you say, yeah. over, the, over the man. And yeah, it was, that, I mean, that's, that's in, in their final third. No, yeah, exactly. I think in that position, you've you've got to be pretty sure of the pass. Otherwise, you've just got to clear it. Yeah. Um. You know, you shouldn't be sort of trying to dink it over their striker or whoever it was there. Um. Just giving chances away, really. Um. So yeah, no, I was a bit disappointed with Sheaf, and he's given the ball away a lot. Um. He needs to definitely sort of brush up on that. It wasn't just Sheaf, though, was it? There was a lot of. I mean. Yeah, Every man was giving the ball away. I mean, yeah, I some of the stats today, and we we've given the ball away the second most in the division so far. Mm, which is, that's worrying, yeah. Which is uncaught, like it's unheard of, isn't it? Really, for 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 this team, if you look at how possession based we were last year, our ball retention was absolutely superb. Mm. But we've 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 kind of lost sight of the way we play football. Really, it's like we've gone into a new division and feel like we need to play differently. We don't have to play differently all that much really you know it's okay we're coming up against better players and better technical players and you know they're they're more like their tactics are are better um against us but we can still keep the ball and still keep retention of the ball and and play through the lines and we've just stopped doing that it's just it's criminal really is you know that's what we're that's what we're good at so why don't we play to our strengths even more so, Dean, though, obviously the formation that Robbins played, like you said, the out ball is, is either Godden who heads it, you know, heads it on and is great in the air. And also um, Backer, like you said, would be there to hold it up. It seemed that that was then going for that long ball approach, which really wasn't us. I mean, I understand to alleviate pressure and turn their defence and perhaps, you know, get higher up the pitch. But we've never really been a long ball side. But that's what that formation possibly forced yesterday. Yeah, and we're going up against Pontus Janssen and, and um, Ethan Pinnock, who are two of the the best central defensive players in the division. I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure why we're trying to play balls up to Bakayoko in in that way. And if you noticed, O'Hare was nowhere near linking the play up when a ball was being knocked down. Mm-hmm. Um, he was so far back, he had to cover the two central midfielders, so it, it just didn't work. And and obviously, we did change it second half a little bit, uh, but we probably waited too long to do that and yeah, I just don't think we've got the team to, to play that long ball really um, play to your strengths is is what I believe in um, so I'm, I'm not I'm just baffled by the whole, the whole thing I just think we got it wrong yeah. completely there was there was a parts in the first half though, Tom, that we grew into the game, especially towards the end of the half and, and Godden had a, a chance but there was nobody in the six yard box to sort of yeah. uh, pass it on yeah we we did we improved a little bit towards the end of the first half. We started getting more into their half and into their final third. 
and like you say, Gordon had a not a, not a really a great chance, but he you know he was there in in the six yard box, but tried to get it across goal, and there was literally just no one there. I don't know where Backer was at that point, um, but you'd like to think that with two strikers up front, someone would be ready to. To t- you know, to get the ball across uh, the six-yard box. So, yeah, got, into, got ourselves in some better positions, but just didn't really have anyone in a, in that sort of instinctive position to finish finish it off. Yeah, unfortunately, probably lucky to go in level at the break, Dean. Yeah, I mean that's probably the only luck we've had so far this season. <laughs> going in nil nil. Um, yeah, and that gave us a, a chance to kind of reset, didn't it? And and just perhaps change change our attitude, our style of play a little bit. You know, we were very standoffish that first half as well. We allowed Brentford to play too much respect, I think. Um, okay, they were a good side, but, you know, we've still got to, we've still got to compete. Um, I don't think we did much competing in that first half. We were kind of like headless chickens running around after balls and after players, and it, it was just all a bit weird to, to me. But yeah, going in nil-nil, you thought, okay, decent enough. You know, we've, Get him in against, at half time. Yeah, have a chat to him. Best, best size in the division. We've held them to nil nil. They've had a lot of chances, and we're still nil nil. So, are things looking up for us? But obviously, not the worst start to the second half. Imagine what yeah, we're exactly, Tom. And uh, you know, I was just going to ask Tom about that, about coming out into the second half, concede a really early goal. It's interesting because a lot of people on Sky Blues Extra Live were talking about Giles and him slipping obviously didn't help but I mean that can't you know you can't hold it against him it's one of those and he's it's the pitch is greasy and he's slipped as he's he's gone but that completely opened up and um yeah well yeah there's that there's him slipping but also just concerningly the way they just cut through our midfield as well mm. I mean to get to where they were they just, you know, they just cut completely through the midfield, and then obviously Giles has slipped, and then the the guy's got loads of time to to whip it into the box, and he whips it in so quickly that our defence don't really even have time to react. I don't know if Tony looked a little bit offside, possibly. Um, yeah, but we didn't you know, get we didn't are. get like any sort of replays, did we? That we could see, but no. um, and I've not seen anything since. Well, but I follow does my head in because you get the replays when you want to watch the game, and then. You don't get them when you do want them. So, um, yeah, it doesn't always help when you're watching it. But I've, yeah, I've, seen, mo- the, I've seen the other angles. Cause you reckon he's off? 100%, yeah. He's yeah. at least a yard offside. There you um, go. So, it's, it's again, that's that's a bit of luck that hasn't gone our way. Mm. Yeah. But it exactly. was coming, wasn't it? You know, it, at the same time, I know it sounds awful, but... No, it was. And, and yeah. uh, you know, offside goals is not... <laughs> rubbish but uh, yeah they, 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 they were coming and, and I think that we could see a, a, a goal and and then we go 2-0 down of course and you know Ivan Tony was almost you know completely free wasn't he at the back and he didn't have to do do anything really Dean yeah I mean it's a good, good goal isn't it you can't take that away from them great cross and and uh, a great header by Tony um, so he's made a really you know great start into championship life hasn't he Absolutely, and he stuck the knife in with the old aeroplane. So yeah, yeah, that was that as well. That was completely. That, yeah. Was that deliberate? Yes, he did that. One hundred percent. There's obviously been yeah. some chat in the week, isn't there? What's yeah. that between him and Gordon? Definitely. Oh uh, yeah, of I course. Mean, the goal yeah. itself. I mean, if you if you look, we, there's no challenge on the first ball into that guy on the left hand side. There's no there's no challenge to on that uh, pass whatsoever. Mm. No. And then Pask is about three yards off his man. Yeah. Just not tight enough. And if we're going to give teams that little bit of space, they're going to punish us in this division. Yeah. 
We're and, not um, we're not strong enough, are we? I, I think we're we're defensively. I think we're great. Don't get me wrong. I think it's probably the best area of our our team, really. But if you're going to invite cross after cross after cross, there's only so many times that Morosi can mm. pluck it off the You'll line. But Fradzin can header it away, yeah. or Hyam can clear it. Because there's only so many times you can do that, isn't there? And we, we did invite a, a lot streak. of crosses in from from outside the box, didn't we? Yeah, you you need to be nasty sometimes in this division. You're not going to sort of play your way through at times. I and mean, you look at the likes of Leeds last season, they're a nasty side. They're, yeah. And they've got a lot of talent. We've got a lot of talent, but we've got to get that nasty streak to us as well. And, you know, get in op- opponents' faces, you know, um, make them play, pressurise them, make let them make mistakes. You know, football is a game of mistakes generally. Yeah. You know, who Who makes the most mistakes? That's probably um, what got us out of this. League One, wasn't it, really? The fact that we, we had that press in the middle of the park. They were like, I remember saying it on the podcast every week, they're like terriers. And it was that's why I really liked Alan, because he, he did that pressing in the middle of the park and he made League One players make mistakes and give the ball away. And that's what we need to get back to, don't we? That that high press and just busyness in the in the park. But I feel like we're sitting off players a little bit because we're worried perhaps about getting done or we're worried about someone going past us. But... We can't we can't be inviting that much pressure into the box from from crosses. Happened in the Bournemouth game as well, didn't it? Mm. You know, we who, uh, Jefferson Lerma in the middle of the park. We just gave him all the time in the world to to make spray passes out left, right, and centre. You know, it's just simple, simple things like that will will cause us to make less mistakes. I I would say. Yeah. It, it's just I don't know. It's it's obviously been drilled into them that. Um, we just want to try and play football, and and you can't you can't just do that in this division. I'm afraid you've got you've got to have that nasty streak. Play ugly as well. as well. Yeah, exactly. We did rally a little bit for the final 20 minutes. I mean, that could be possibly that Brentford sat off and were happy to to let us have the ball, Tom. Yeah, exactly. I think you know we we got into the game a bit more, but more of more of the fact that they were two 0 up, so. You know, we, they they allowed us to do that a little bit, but yeah, started getting getting some corners. Like I said, we had six corners in the second half, and then from one of those, yeah. quite a really good effort from Matty Godden, actually. Yeah, um, it's a sort, wasn't it? It's a sort of half chance, isn't it? You know, and yeah, he's, it's rattled off the bar on another day that goes in, or it bounces down and goes in. Um, that was a good effort, and then there was one a little bit a few minutes later where I think McCallum put a ball into the box. Yeah, um, and and Godden's again an instinctive, instinctive effort. And a save by their keeper. So a couple of all right chances there. Um, and nice to see us have a bit of a go. But like you say, at 2-0 at down, you know, Brentford didn't really have to, you know, go for it too much, did they? So Yeah. He, he, the strikers didn't have a, a great deal of service, no. did they? They were chasing balls a lot. And that seems to be... Pr- week on week now where it seems to be balls either going over their head or they're challenging against you know big big centre halves whereas before we used to play the channels didn't we and, and not you know work our way up the pitch by playing football Tom yeah no absolutely no, I agree um, we always had that extra man in the middle didn't we we always yeah. seemed to have that extra man that we could play another pass into for, for the likes of well it was McCallum last year and Dabo to get down the wing and you have that extra man in the middle of the park, mm. you can play that pass down the channel. But we've kind of lost that extra man. It's, it's, it's odd. Yeah. What did you make of the subs Robbins made, Dean? Um, yeah, I mean, there's oh, there's not much more he could have done, I I, I don't think. I mean, yeah. Bakayoko was, wasn't in the game. Um, 
I just thought he was pretty bad overall, really. Uh, Josh Pask, I don't think he did a lot wrong, if I'm honest. Um, he gets it's just a big step up, isn't it, for Josh Pask? He's got he's obviously got the raw attributes of a really good player. Pace, he, there was a time when he just got muscled out of it, where he, he sort of knocked it past a player and it, I, I thought that was that was really good you know but it's just possibly a bit of a step too far isn't it which of course for many uh, for a lot it would be but he's probably just a bit raw what do you think he's not a wing back as, as well, well you know, that's not yeah. his natural game yeah. I mean if we'd have gone to four at the back yesterday and he was right back I'm sure he would have had a fantastic game because mm. he would have only had to deal with a winger he wouldn't have had to deal with a situation trying to get up and down the pitch all the time you know, no matter how fit you are, that does take it out of you. Yeah, of course. No question about it. So if he was stuck back in a, in a back four, a rigid back four, it, it, it probably would have worked out better for him yesterday. But you said about, like, is it a step too far for a lot of, for a lot of players? We've said that about Shipley. You know, I thought when he came onto the pitch, he opened the game up in the middle of the park a little bit more. Mm. I thought that was probably his best game so far this yeah. season. Yeah, if I'm he does give us that natural balance on the left side as well. I, I think, and he, 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 I think he plays some great, you know, great intricate passing, and he did try to make a few things happen yesterday. And do you know why? Because that's his be- best position. Yeah, yeah, forward yeah up, definitely. The third yeah. On the pitch. Do you think he's concerned that there's too much? behind him when he's when he's feels like he's in that defensive role that if it if this goes past me or if I'm not if I'm out of position then I'm out of the game and it's it's in danger territory whereas a bit further up as a bit more freedom yeah. he's a bit more it's not a free role exactly but it's a bit more of a, a free role I guess oh, without a doubt and you know he, he probably thinks he's there to replace Liam Kelly and Liam Kelly is the ultimate and defensive midfielder so if you're coming in to replace that player, yeah, your, your mind, your mindset straight away is, I need to sit and hold here. Yeah, that's not a natural game, and, and we've stop, said it before. And break down the break down the play and stop and yeah, exactly. Um, He's got a really nice turn on the ball. I find Jordan Shipley. He seems to find that extra yard of space sometimes when he's further up the pitch. Yeah. Um, so why don't we just play? Why don't we play players in their best positions? Yeah, and exactly. If seemingly J- Jamie Allen, I thought had a decent game in the middle of the park. He was everywhere because he's a terrier. But again, is that his best position? We we, we don't know. Um, it's yeah. It's don't a, know. It's a I, I, I'd have to say I disagree there. But that you know, it's uh, it's all a game of opinions. I I felt that he, I thought that he was just defensively, defensively. I felt that he was quite out of position quite a lot and didn't get out quick enough to to his man. And I think that that was really uncharacteristic from him because he really does put pressure on players. But I felt a lot of times yesterday he. That that left that their left side. I felt that they just had a lot of room. It seemed yeah. to be their out ball. That's probably because he was trying to cover Ben Sheaf most of the time. <laughs> Possibly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, Tom, I'm going to ask you um, a tough game and and uh, a tough fixture. But was there anyone that was your sort of star man? Anyone that stuck out for you? Yeah, I think it's a bit tricky to pick a man in a match from that game. But I'd have to probably say Morosi, um, just for how he kept us in the game. And like Dean said, he's sort of saved us from from getting sort of hammered really on a, on a few occasions now. Well, a couple of occasions. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I'd go with Marco Morosi. Anything different for you, Dean? No, Morosi stopped us from getting an absolute panning yesterday. So <laughs> I'll um, he can he can take my man of the match and run away with it, and hopefully That's... get into the Slovakian side. Yeah, possibly. That's three three votes from us and and a fourth one from the Slovakian manager. Then, so uh, <laughs> that's a possibility. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Moving on, then, chaps, because 
you know, it was a tough fixture. I don't know if we expected to get much out of the Brentford game. Um, so let's preview a game that's likely to be as difficult. Um, Swansea, we've we've got them. We host them, uh, Sky Blues, on Tuesday night under the lights at St Andrews. It's going to be another tough game, Tom. Yeah, they don't get any easier, do they? <laughs> I think it's just about the time we could do with a slightly easier fixture. But, you know, we've got Swansea who... Obviously, we're in the playoffs last season, so yeah. they look like a decent outfit. Um, I think they lost at the weekend. Dean will probably let us know in a minute. But, I just feel think, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's not a great result, obviously. Um, mm. But whether that helps us or not, you know, they'd probably come out fighting and, and want to beat us on Tuesday. So yeah. I think this is another really, really tough game. What do we know about Swansea, Dean? Um, did they do much business in the summer? And, yeah, we mentioned about that result there, but how have they started life in um, this season? Well, it was only three years ago they were in the Premier League, boys. So mm, it goes to show the sort of golfing classic once again that we're coming up against. And finances uh, as well. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, they've cut costs massively since they've 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 dropped down. Um, they're heavy, quite, quite reliant, heavily reliant, I should say, on the um, on the loan system. Yeah, um, and it, it kind of shows by their incomings this season. I think it's like six loan, six loan players in. Only two play two players have spent some money on, which is Jamal Lowe and, and Ryan Manning. Two, you know, decent championship players, it must be said as well. Um they've had some de- key departures, the likes of Joe Roden, who who left for Spurs on Friday. Uh, he went for twelve million, he looks a fantastic prospect. So yeah. um he's gonna be a massive hole to fill in, in this Swansea bat line. And uh Burson Selina as well. I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but virtually an ever present in the last the last two years. Attacking midfielder, um, and he was in Man City's academy, then then left to join and joined Swansea. So he's um he bit of a danger man. Another hole. Oh, he's he's gone now. So um, so we don't have to worry about him. Good. Um, <laughs> as as a team though, they're quite a possession based team. They try yeah. a bit like us really. They try to play through a press, and they got their emphasis of getting a ball into a channel. A bit like us where we use our wing backs. They kind of utilise their forward players more in the channels. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little bit different, but you know Steve Cooper's done a, a fantastic job at Swansea. He's drilled a mm. team massively, and he's making quite a name for himself. Let's be honest. You know he's he's working with a very very tight budget, um, and to make it to the playoffs last season in probably what I thought was one of the the toughest championships we've seen for a long long time was absolutely astounding um, with with the squad they had. So yeah, we we've, we've got to be wary. But the, I mean, the question mark with Swansea and a lot of their fans are saying the same thing: is where the goal is going to come from. Yeah. Uh, again, I suppose it's a bit like us, aren't they? Exactly. Really, you know? Yeah. Um, they lost Brewster, who was on loan, but he he, he made a lot of headlines last year. I think it was like eighteen goals in the in the in the last twenty games for them. So um, that, that's 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 a big loss and a big gap to fill. You know, trying to fill those goals. Yeah. Um, so for, let's have a look at their start this season. They've, I mean, they've started really, really well. Uh, Ten points from five games. Yeah, strong. Three wins and 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 a draw. But and again, yeah, we talked about. You just mentioned it. This surprising home loss to Huddersfield at the weekend. But unlike us, they haven't really come up against any of the big teams in the division, uh, other than potentially Preston. Yeah. Um, who are seen to be in a bit of a transition phase themselves. So they haven't really been tested. Um, defensively, they're quite sound. You know, they've only letting three goals, but it's probably a game where we could we could show up and and cause a, f- a bit of an upset in regards to the championship. 
Interesting lineup this weekend, Tom. Is it something that you can see Robin sticking with? We don't obviously know who's to come back from injury, mm. but what would your expected lineup be looking like? Yeah, I think I think he probably will change things a bit. Obviously, we don't know um, about Dabo, but I've got a feeling he'll probably be be back for for this game. Yeah, because um, I think the injury wasn't a big injury. I know he's. Um, I think his wife was in was in labour, so obviously, yes. hopefully, that's all all sorted now. Um, so hopefully, Dabo's back in, and I'd, I'd probably bring McCallum into the side as well. Um, yeah. I thought he was I thought he was good, and I just think to try something different to Giles. A lot of people saying possibly push Giles further at the pitch. I'm not quite sure about that, um, but for me, it'd be yeah, get Dabo in, get McCallum in, and I'd like to get Kelly in as well. Um, I think we need. We need Kelly back in the side. I, I'm not, you know, 100% sure why he, he didn't start on Saturday, whether he's fully fit yet or not, I don't know. But um, yeah, I'd like to see Kelly back in as well. So what that formation, would that look like? It would be similar to what we did this weekend or? I'd, I'd probably go back to one up front, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we just don't have a lot of options to play to up front, do we really? No. I mean... We've talked about getting Walker in. Obviously, he's not an option now for yeah, at unavailable. least the next two games, I think. Yeah, 10 days. Um, yeah, yeah, so so he isn't an option. Back Big up, blow, um, that, isn't it? Should yeah, well, really, yeah. It's, it's come at a really bad time, I think. Yeah, us. it's come at a time when, you know, Robbins is obviously looking to do things slightly differently. Um, but I'm not sure about Backer up front alongside Godden. There's obviously Biamu, but again, like, he hasn't played for a while. Um so we just haven't got a huge number of options, really. So possibly just um, have a you know a bigger midfield and then gotten up top on his own. Any changes from you, Dean, other than those that Tom's made, or would you sort of agree? Yeah, I pretty much agree. I mean, Kelly has to come into the side. Yeah, of course. No question about it. Um, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a no-brainer, really. He we're such a better side with him in the him in the team. Just gives everybody that bit bit of freedom. And confidence, uh, I think. Himself. Do you think Absolutely. it just makes the other players feel a bit more confident that there's that sort of def- that solid defensive option? Um, it's not just we... a defensive option, it's his voice and command as well. Yeah, you know, of course. He rallies the troops, he's he's a leader. Um, and End of story, really. Yeah, such, such a talisman, I would say. No, in, the, in the likes of Michael Doyle, for example, you know, he was a talisman in the middle of the park. He made everybody yeah. around him better. Yeah. Let him do the nasty work and the dirty stuff. And it gives everybody express um, the freedom to express themselves a bit yeah. further up the pitch. So yeah, Kelly comes in for me. Um, the thing with Swansea that they're very rigid in the middle of the park. They play a very rigid five in the middle. And now our problem, which we've alluded to, is we get overloaded in midfield too many times. Yeah. So how how do we combat that? And the only way to really combat that is to play more in the middle of the park. So we have to we we can't go with two up front. There's just no way. If you're going to go with two up front and you want to, you want to play sort of a long ball, then play Bakayoko. But you're not going to get much from that. So I I I would drop one of the forward three players into midfield and go with the sort of one-one option up up top. Maybe play O'Hare behind Godden. Yeah. And then play um, Sheaf Kelly. And maybe Jamie Allen again in that middle, um, just dropping back a little bit more rather than for, as far as he has been, um, sure. just so we've got that extra man in midfield, and that will give the likes of Dabo and McCallum, who I think should come into the side for a game, 
the freedom to to move forward because they, they'll know in the back of their mind they've got an extra man in the middle of midfield. So if there are any gaps, it's going to get filled. Um, yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I would do. Yeah, and Tom, we, we asked our followers, didn't we, about what how they felt Robin should set up on Tuesday. What have some of our Sky Blues Extra followers been saying on, on social media? Yeah, a real mixture of, of opinions really on this. Um, so Tom Saunders said, bring McCallum and Kelly in, play O'Hare behind Godden. Um, George Osterberry said, uh, same lineup apart from Kelly in for Sheaf, McCallum in for Giles, Ostergaard in for Pask. That's an interesting one there. Um, Richard Moon says he'd go with Morosi, Dabo, Hyam, Ostergaard, uh, Fads, Giles, Kelly, Shipley, Alan O'Hare, and Godden um, in either a three-five-one-one or a five-three-one-one, um, and pack the midfield and try and strangle the game and yeah. have Kelly and Shipley sitting deep. He said it might be a bit negative at home, but points mean prizes, i.e., staying up. He makes a yeah. good point there. Yeah, yeah, we've got a really good record at well St Andrews in in previously and last season, and we were you know, defensively really strong there. So, yeah, it, it is the art of not conceding. And then if we can perhaps catch someone on the break and, and, and nick a goal, then great. What what would your score prediction be, Dean, for, for this game? Um, I don't think it'll be a high-scoring match, if I'm perfectly honest. Maybe, maybe if we do pat this midfield out, we're just going to have to be... Um, just try and get the odd goal. So yeah. Maybe a 1-0 one, one victory. Um we, we, I mean, we won a lot of games last season by the odd goal, didn't we? So, yeah. um, let's 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 start let's start doing that again. Yeah, Tom, how do you see this one going? Yeah, re- really hard to predict. To be honest, could go a lot of different ways, but I, I had in mind a one nil as well. I think if if we're going to win it, I think we'll be nicking it, like Dean said. So, I'd take a one nil all day long. Yeah, I also agree. It's we've got to not start. Well, we have got to start winning. I know it's very hard fixtures, but that is the championship, I'm afraid. Mm. And uh, if we're going to pick up points, it's probably more than likely going to be at home than it is away. So um, a one nil would be absolutely ideal. Uh, we'll see how that goes on Tuesday night. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Sky Blues will then entertain Blackburn at St Andrews on Saturday and I'm pleased to say we're joined by Joe who's a Blackburn fan who's hopefully going to help us give a bit of inside perspective on Blackburn and what we can expect from them. Evening Joe, how are you doing? Hi Tom, I'm not too bad, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Um, Obviously we lost at the weekend so a little bit disappointed but we're happy to be in the championship so you know we're positive overall. Nice. Yeah, we lost as well, so don't worry. This should be a, a nice conversation. <laughs> Could be a so miserable I've... segment then. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just thought I'd start by saying uh, around sort of missing the, the football, obviously. A bit disappointing not being allowed in the grounds. Hopefully, I guess we'll be uh, allowed in soon. Yeah, it's massively disappointing, isn't it? Like, um, I'm really worried that, you know, all the time that we get to go to matches is going to sort of get taken up by other stuff, you know, like mm. with families and other Habits engagements. change. Yeah, it's going to get hard to hard to keep all that time from uh, from the misses and so on. But it's f- particularly frustrating when you're seeing all these indoor events, um, yeah. you know, like musicals, theatres that are packed out. Yet we can't have, you know, events outside. Um, plus, like the the mental health aspect of people who go down to the football, do it with their families, and have that routine. I think it's really important that we start to get back yeah. and start enjoying the sport again. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll be back soon. Um, and disappointing result for Blackburn, as you said yesterday. 
Um, I know it's, it's always tough when you play a team with a new manager. Obviously, you, you, it was Forrest, wasn't it? And I think, was it a late winner for them? Yeah, it was really late, but it was such a predictable result, to be honest. Like Chris Hewton, great manager, first game in charge of a club that have decent players. Um, they had two weeks to prepare for the international break. Mm. Um, and they were set up, you know, really well defensively, solid, um, completely nullified any threats that we had, to be honest. Um, and then just exploited the odd little weakness that we had. Um, it was a massive game of fine margins, to be honest. Um, not really many chances. They hit the woodwork once. Um, we really didn't have any chances of no. Um, and I suppose it was it went the way that it probably would have gone on balance, but neither mm. side really deserved a win. So it's tough to take it late, uh, late in the game. And Joe, for the Sky Blues fans out there, obviously they, all know, they want the lowdown. They want to know who's going to be uh, affecting us on this fixture. But um, how would you assess the start you've made to the season? What's uh, gone right? What's sort of gone wrong? I mean, I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, we've had a couple of big You're results. You're a football fan, Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you look at the Rovers fans on Twitter, it'll change game in, game out. You know, we're a fickle breed. But we've had a couple of big results. One was against Wickham, and you know, I don't want to speak too negatively about them, but we're, uh, there'll be a lot of teams expecting to score a lot of goals against them. And we caught a poor Derby team off guard. Um, yeah. Other than that, the last two games, I think we've probably been found out a little bit that a team that's organised can really cause us some problems. Um, on the whole, I think we'll we'll do well. I'd love to see us breaking into that top six and some of the signings we've made probably should mean that we have a chance of doing that. But we're not a massively experienced side, but you know, there's a lot of energy there and hopefully with a bit of momentum, we'll be able to, to break the top six, like I said. I think it's quite interesting, Blackburn. It's been a bit of a progression, hasn't it, over the... Ever since Tony Tony Mobile's taken taken charge there, um, well, how do you think the sort of the signings he's made over the past few seasons, and obviously especially this uh, the end of last week as well? Uh, what what do you think to those? Yeah, so last season, you know, we placed a lot of um, focus on loan players and brought in a couple of experienced heads. This season, Mowbray was really focusing on trying to make some permanent signings. Um, but really didn't bring too many and brought a goalkeeper in a couple of players um, before the first deadline, I suppose. Um, and then in the last couple of days, shifted a bit more to to a few loans, loans um, that were available. Um, we had a few holes in key areas. So left back, we only had one player really that was there um, as an out-and-out left back. Um, we had a couple of players filling in there from the academy. Um, but some of the changes that we've made now and some of the signings really are adding a little bit of quality to the team. Um, a couple of fresh young players like Harvey Elliott, um, yeah, I think it's really exciting that. to have. Yeah. I'd, you know what? Like, I'd be really happy with them all now, but if we can just add Stuart Downing back in as a free agent for another year, I'd be really happy. Um, he was excellent last year and just helps calm everyone down. You know, he's close to retirement, but a player with massive experience. And I suppose to throw in the um, the old cliche, when Dak comes back, he's going to be like a new signing. Um, and he's really the creative spark that we're missing, I think, at the moment. But all in all, Mowbray's done excellent um, work to bring in players and create a real squad now. Yeah, it's quite interesting one with Stuart Downing because obviously a lot of talk he was going to re-sign there. Is, there. is there anything more on that? So I think the idea was that they were waiting until they saw how the transfer window went. Um, I don't think any Rovers fans were expecting as many players to join on that deadline day as we saw join last time. 
Um, I think Venki's pumped a little bit of money in, <laughs> increased their uh, the share capital um, a couple of days before, which probably gave us a bit of an injection. But he's been waiting, speaking with Mowbray um, for a while. He's he's just fantastic. So hopefully we can get something done. He just slows the game down and you know hardly makes a wrong decision. He's he's fantastic for this level. Yeah, he's a terrific asset and bags of experience as well. He's probably one of your better players towards the end of last season, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. And I think that's the one thing that we're missing now is is proper experience. We've got a lot of young players in there. Um, at centre-back, we've got a couple of um, experienced heads. But other than that, I think you need somebody to calm it down alongside Bradley Johnson, maybe, to um, just help some of the youngsters to realise that they've got someone backing them up if there are any errors, really. Yeah, it's probably an exciting time to be a Blackburn fan. Um, obviously, we've had we've had Tony Mowbray at the helm at, at Coventry, um, and for me, he did quite a decent job under, under the circumstances. But how do you feel he's done so far at Blackburn? He's kind of progression, isn't it? I would say. Yeah, he's been one. Of, he's been one of the best, best managers that we've had in my lifetime. Um, purely because he came in, calmed everything down, stopped the rot that was set in by numerous managers and finished by Owen Coyle, <laughs> which was a debatable, uh, debatable appointment. But I think this is his key season now. Um, you know, we, we went down unlucky to go down under him um, on the last day. He built, he then built a team that got us quite easily out of league one. But after a couple of seasons now, I think this is the one where he really has to prove it. He's been backed with a bit of money. Um, he's now assembled a squad. If, if we're struggling in sort of, mid to low table um, come January. It wouldn't surprise me if he, if he was shown the door or if he, if he was offered a, another opportunity, but I'd love him to stay for many more years, take us up and, and do great things. He's, um, he's been a fantastic asset to the club and community, really, um, and to a lot of the young players. I think a lot of the fans would thank him in person if they could. Mm. Obviously, one of your key players is Adam Armstrong, who, of course, Coventry fans will know well. Um, we had him on loan for a season under Mowbray. Um, so we certainly know how dangerous he can be. I think he's really come on, hasn't he? And he's starting to really prove himself at the championship level. I was nervous this window, to be honest, lads. I thought we were going to lose him. Mm. Um, thankfully, no one came in with a big money offer. I think if he has a good season this season, he'll probably get a move and you wouldn't begrudge it. But he's just fantastic. He's so dangerous. Um, I think that's when we get a lot of our... Um, results are when teams are attacking us and then he can break. He's just, he's got the pace and the quality and finishing to just destroy any team in the league. When he's found out, we don't really have much else, but he's just so strong in what he does. Um, I think it was always a shame for him that he was overlooked for Newcastle because I think nowadays they probably mm. could have used a player like him on the bench. Um, and if he was coming through at a club like Newcastle now, he probably wouldn't have had to move down to League One and play for Blackburn, really. But he's fantastic. Uh, yeah. How how did you find him at Coventry then? Oh, he was, he was brilliant for us. Um, yeah, I think he, I don't know, I can't remember how many goals he scored now. One of you lads probably knows, but yeah, he was he was class. He was just tenacious. I think he was 22 goals or something. So yeah, something like that. Tenacious, wasn't he? Like, chased everything down, poached, finished. It was just an incredible player. And he was so young when he was with us, don't forget as well. Yeah, was he 19? Yeah, so you know the bags of experience he got with us, and he's he's kicked on massively. And fair play to him. His pace stays for the full game as well. I don't know how yeah. he manages it. Yesterday he chased down a ball into the corner, um, absolutely head down after it, blocked the clearance, 
and put it out for a throw-in right next to the corner flag and the commentators lost their minds. But like, it's just that sort of small thing that Armstrong can do that can really turn a game. And yeah, he's fantastic. I think we'd really, we'd really struggle without him. Mm. And is there anyone else that's key players that the Sky Blues need to look out for or be wary of, Joe? Um, unfortunately, a lot of our key players have been isolating or have been injured um, recently. Um, we've got a few really exciting youngsters, though. So um, there's a lad called Tyrese Dolan that we managed to pick up on a free um, in summer. Um, Preston essentially didn't keep him on because they don't have an under-23s academy, which is fantastic for us. Sure. He's joined the, t- the the team and he's gone straight into the first team. He's he's outrageous. A lot of stepovers, quite raw, but he's really dangerous and turns defenders inside out. Really, um, outside of that, like up front, we're we're probably struggling outside of Adam Armstrong. Um, but Ben Brereton is is starting to become a bit more of a handful and bring players into the game. Um, I think Harvey Elliott could be really interesting when he when he joins the squad. Sure. Um, but also, I think to, if you look at some of the experienced players, Bradley Johnson's really st- sort of settled into a new holding role and controlling the play from midfield. Um, Lewis Travis was one of our key players. He's yeah. out for, the le- for a couple of months now, I think, um, with an injury that needs operating on. So Johnson's really stepped into that mould and um, I think he'll be quite challenging um, for your midfield, really. Okay, and if you were Mark Robbins and you'd been watching videotapes of Blackburn, what would you say Blackburn's weakness is and, and how could the Sky Blues possibly get you know, on top of, of Rovers? I'd say worry, if sat- we won't send this to Mark Robbins, don't worry. <laughs> you can do, don't worry. I think it's pr- pretty obvious to anybody who watches us. I think if you, if you sit back, um, if you defend resolutely, um, we find it quite challenging to come up with a plan B. Um, I think Holtby's only been out recently because his, um, he's just had a child, but he does add a little bit of creativity that can unlock a defence. But other than that, if you sit back and wait for chances on the counter and try and lock us down, I think that's your opportunity. If you try and attack a team like Blackburn too early, then we've got the pace and quality up front just to, to nick a couple of goals anyway. Um, so that would probably be the one way um, that you could easily get a result out of us, to be honest. Yeah, and Tom, can you see the lineup? Obviously, we've we've got the Swansea fixture, and then we'll be playing Blackburn. But can you see the lineup changing much for for Mark Robbins? Yeah, obviously hard to predict with what you know depends on what happens on Tuesday. But I think similar to what we've just talked about with the Swansea game, I think you know that definitely get Dabo back in. I definitely like to see McCallum play, and hopefully Kelly in that will be in that midfield role. So probably a similar team to Swansea. And looking a bit stronger than we have been with with Kelly in there. And Dean, this will be the last fixture without Gus Amir, um, unfortunately. So I do like that, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I had to really think about it before I said it. But um, <laughs> yeah, what would your sort of expected lineup be for for the, this fixture? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty pretty much what happens in that Swansea game. But for, but, yeah. for me, the way the way to battle Blackburn is to get down get down the wings. Um, that's that's I think our key key to winning that that match. Um, so hopefully we'll have the extra man in midfield to to get those balls into the channels this time. I don't think we'll get that sort of high press that we've had so far in most of the other games against every team in in the division uh, from Blackburn. So hopefully that will give us a little bit more freedom to to play around a bit more. Brilliant. And before I go to Tom and Joe, what would how do you see this one going? What would your score prediction be? Yeah, I, I see this one as a draw, if I'm, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, 
yeah, I just I just think it's, we're probably going to be two teams that will probably cancel each other out a bit. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take a draw. 1-1 one, one is, is fine for me. Happy days. Tom? Yeah, I'd, I'd be pretty happy with the point here. Um, I think there'll be goals in this one. I'll go 2-2. Two, two. And finally, Joe, I'll bring get your score prediction. Seeing as both of the lads have gone for a draw, and that's what I was going to go for anyway, I'll say 2-1 Rovers. I think we've got enough quality to to nick a result here and hopefully if we bed in a couple of the um, the new signings we should be able to get back to winning ways but probably more likely a draw but I'll I'll be positive about this one Brilliant Joe thanks ever so much for joining us on the show it's really great to get your perspective on Blackburn as, as someone that's watched them for a long long time and we obviously wish you good luck for the rest of the season bar Saturday of course And you too best of luck for the season cheers chaps and listeners, that's all we've got time for this evening. Thanks for your contribution as always, chaps. Thank Cheers, you. Dave. And listeners, do check out our partner, Shortland Horn, for the latest properties across Coventry. And as always, if you want to get involved in the conversation, you can do on any of our social media channels. You just need to use the hashtag SkyBluesExtraPodcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra Podcast. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.